Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. And I'm Debbie. And we're the, the Polter Gals. Um, welcome back. Yeah. Um, so we have some exciting news. Yeah. We've already talked about it a few times, but yeah. if you guys know, we are having another live show. Well, this episode's after. Well, we will have had another live show. Um, we are recording this the weekend before, and we are super excited. Yeah. We're going to be covering yeah. um, Waco Haunts. Um, and that will be coming out as a future episode. Yes. Um, and so keep an eye out. We're really excited. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the audio doesn't get lost. Yes, again. But you know what? That's all right. Um, we're going to be doing backups on backups, right? Yeah. Awesome. We're prepared. Yeah. Um, so I know it will already have passed, but keep an eye out. Um, we'll also be posting some content. Um, you either have seen content or will be getting some content yeah. right to your news feed. Um, so we're super excited about it. Um, we hope you guys tune in and find out more. Um, we actually did the Brazos um, ghost tour um, about like a year ago now. Yeah, just yeah. a little over a year ago. Just a little over a year ago. Yeah. And then we've actually um, investigated a few other places locally, like the Dark Pepper Museum. We have an episode on that. Um, we've did. What else have you done? You did the McCulloch House. Is that what you did? Over to the house. Oh, uh, East Terrence. East Terrence House. East Terrence House. Um, and, you know, there's just a bunch of other cool locations in Waco that yeah. we're going to cover. Also, um, now we don't have an excuse because that extra IR camera came in. Whoop, whoop. So. Extra camera. Yeah, now we have two IR cameras and mm-hmm. a recorder for us to be able to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, Debbie can't make it to this, <laughs> but... On February 3rd, I'm going out on a paranormal investigation with Cindy mm-hmm. and Gina. So that'll be fun. And if those of you that are on Patreon, y'all can tune in on that to get the full length episode on that. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be ex- so exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to go do that. And then um, while she is doing that, I will actually be going to see the Deck Podcast Live with Mrs. Ashley Flowers. If you guys don't know, Ashley Flowers is actually going to be going on a, um, actually like a full United States tour. She's going to be going to, I think, 13 different cities um, in all kinds of different states. So if you guys have not already and you are a Crime Junkies fan, a Deck fan, um, anything um, audio truck check it out. Um, I will be doing that on the third. Um, and then I will be bringing you some content from that experience as well. And then are we going to the basketball game? Oh yeah. And then we're going to the LSU basketball game. So by the way, that is on February 5th, 1 PM. February 5th. So yeah. When we get back, we'll be driving to Louisiana. Yeah. Well, no, it's actually in college station. Oh, college station. Just kidding. 
So this one's in College Station. We're not so. driving to Louisiana. <laughs> but, yeah. So but we plan on driving to Louisiana. It's coming point, up yes. soon. Um, probably yes. maybe spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down. Let's go. Um, that'll be Don't gotta fun. ask me twice. Um, or you can go for my birthday for Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, and we can do all the Mardi Gras traditions and hauntings and all the fun stuff. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, but anyway, we have some exciting things. Again, don't forget live show content coming soon. Allison's going to be doing a paranormal ghost tour. Where are you going again? It's in Cleburne, Cleburne, um, so. Cleburne, Texas. And then I will bring you some um, audio chuck um, of the deck podcast um live information um so we have a lot of exciting things coming up and you guys will not want to miss it so again go like comment and subscribe don't forget to follow us on our instagram and we've been posting on our tiktok yeah yeah so our tiktok is the underscore poltergals um go and find us um our last video got like 200 likes but i was like wow we're famous um which i know (laughs) no no um we just had our friday the 13th escapades yeah Um, that was poltergals on the town um i got another tattoo for those who are seeing audio or not for seeing audio. For those of wow. you who are seeing video, you can see my little tattoo. It's really cute. It's a little bottle. It has seeing little mushrooms audio and hearing video. Yes, I love hearing video and seeing audio. Um, anyway, uh, go check that out. Check out our reels. Check out our, our Tiki Talk. Um, and I think now it's time to get into it, Allison. I'm excited. All right. Sure. We got exciting things coming up. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. All right. Well... One of the places that I hope that someday we can visit. Mm. This is the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Do they make crescent rolls there? Or do you have to, is it BYOC, bring your own crescents? Because I'll be popping a a Pillsbury as soon as I get there. (laughs) Do Do the hotel rooms have... Toast ovens. <laughs> well, thank you all. That's been this episode. We're going to move on and uh, let Debbie do whatever the BYOC. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my Debbie. I just am here to have fun. So, I'm assuming no. Oh, okay. But I'll call them ahead of time to ask. So dumb. They better have crescents for breakfast. Do they? Is it? Is it a complimentary breakfast? It's just crescents. <laughs> just crescent rolls. That's it. Just yep. that. They're like little crescent sandwiches or something. I don't know. That's a little like pigs in a blanket with crescents around it. No, Debbie. No? Oh, <laughs> well, never mind. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the opening of the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. Inter- Eureka. Eureka. It's like what people yell. They're like, Eureka! Like, that's what, like, Albert Einstein would say. He'd be like, I have a brain blast. And he'd be like, Eureka! So this is Eureka Springs. I don't... Okay. Eureka! <laughs> <laughs> sure. You don't have to say it like that, but... <laughs> Yikes. Anyway. <laughs> so this allowed them to enter a new and exciting era. Ooh. Notables from afar arriving in the fair city, and soon many others would also follow. The hotel was built by the Eureka Springs Improvement Company, and the Fresco Railroad is America's most luxurious, lux, luxurious, 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 luxury. That's a big hard word. 
not that's really. how you know she's not luxurious. She doesn't live a life of luxury. <laughs> Listen, I would like to live a life of luxury. I can't afford luxury. Can't. <laughs> so this hotel was exactly that, though. It was very luxury. Very fancy. Very fancy. It features large, airy rooms, comfortable furnished, uh, Comfortably furnished. Com- comfortably furnished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Crescent Hotel offers the visiting vacationer opulence. Opulence? Yeah. What is that? Fancy. Oh. Fancy on fancy on fancy. That's all you need to know about this place. Gross. Which was unmatched in convenience and service. The Gala Ball will find in attendance many of the leaders in business and society. Ooh. As guests honor the Honorable James G. Blaine. The Republican presidential nominee. Oh, we know about presidential nominees yeah. being at hotels. So the grand ballroom of the Crescent Hotel, the opening banquet of the 400 celebrants, will also be followed by a dedication ceremony where the Honorable Mr. Blaine will be the guest speaker. Mm-hmm. He introduced was introduced by Dr. Mr. Powell Clayton mm. and will follow an invocation by Reverend McElwee. Yeah. So the hotel to build it cost about $294,000. Oof. And on May 20th of 1886. That's a long time ago. Yeah. It took two years that Powell Clayton and his associates chose the site of the new Crescent Hotel, which was on 27 acres of land at the north end of the West Mountain which was a majestic location overlooking the valley. The commissioning of Isaac Taylor as architect was announced and constructed commencement. Commenced? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Seldom has such a formidable... A formidable? Formidable. Formidable? <laughs> no, I'm good. That That's what they're getting. Undertaking been accomplished with such efficiency. Special wagons were constructed to help transport huge pieces of magnesium, limestone. I know about limestone. Which, yeah, we know that limestone is a... Enhancer. Yeah. Uh, from the quarry site to the White River. Due to the density of the special stone, the precision necessary in cutting and fitting, a group of specialists from Ireland was brought here to assist and advise in construction. That's so interesting. So, that's pretty cool. Mr. O'Shaughnessy, sure. the spokesman and leader of the important group, was then interviewed by a reporter before he returned to Ireland. It was recalled that throughout the many years of his stone working, he has never encountered a stone with such density and quality as the right White River Limestone. White River Limestone. I mm. feel like this is going to be important for getting all the ghosties in. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. He predicted that it will become a popular building stone in future and further stated that because of its unique characteristics, the 18-inch thick walls of the crescent fitted without the use of mortar yeah, would cool. withstand in destructive forces of time and retain the original beauty for many years. Hmm. The magnificent structure was then furn- furnished in the most exquisite exwi- exquisite manner it is lightened with edison lamps electric bells heated 
with steam and open grates and a hydraulic elevator. Fancy. And it was kind of it was a showplace of like the, all the, the all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And all the cool things that they could do back in the 1800s. Yeah. So it was recorded that in 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa shows that a feline, a cat, has been a one of cat. the mis- mainstays of their gifted of hospita- hospitality to those who visit this historic hotel of America. That's so cute. The history continues and that there is many other cats that walk the halls oh. of the M- Mountaintop Spa Resort since its grand opening in 1886. So we have to go for the cats. Yes. But it was in 1973 when hotel records show that an orange tabby named Morris walked into the lobby and stayed for 21 years. Oh, my gosh. So I wanted to meet Morris. I'm so yeah, sad. So Morris was there for 21 years and just happened Ugh. to walk in one day and stayed. What a baby. This cat became such a fixture of the hotel that he was referred to er, as the general manager. Oh. This cat became the cat of not only the hotel, but also the surrounding community. Fancy. A local resident recounts, during those years, no visit to the Crescent would be complete without a Morris sighting. Wow. Or better yet, a chance to pet this hosp- uh, hospitality icon. Oh, so, so cute. That's kind of the thing, to be able to see the cat and pet it. And since the Crescent was and continues to be the center of such um, much of the community activity, their cat became our cat. We loved it when we would be able to see him and exit through his uh, specialty constructed kitty door. Wow. The portal was flanked on both interior and exterior sides by carpeted steps that allowed ease of coming and going. Wow. End of quote. So, yeah. And now, a word from our sponsors. I don't know. That's just what I was able to find. <laughs> it was also like a hospital where dead people died. Apparently, one of the Irish guys died. Yikes. Playing. Yeah, no, see, that's. Can I just talk about that stuff? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that that's literally just what I was able to find. <laughs> okay. Well. But, I mean, look at that. Look at the hauntings, though. Yeah, I added a bunch. So I'm just going to read off. Oh. This website. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Miss right. Debbie over here trying to be all smart because I had a short episode. <laughs> and then I'm going to add a lot of hauntings. Um, well, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's time to get into the haunting. didn't even have a commercial that break. That was a commercial break. Oh, it was? Yeah. Since okay, when? Hold on. Okay, do it real Since when? Okay, do it. Just kidding. It's okay. Let's just go into the hauntings. And now... Back to the show. Spooky. <laughs> All right. Spookies. Welcome back. It's time to get into the hauntings. 
So this Victorian hotel um, actually hosts a wide variety of spirits. Um, it's said that after the skeleton frame of the hotel had been constructed in the 1880s, as we talked about, um, that one of the Irish stonemasons, who haha, we talked about earlier, actually plunged to his death. Um, this was happening when they were trying to construct those limestone walls. So this happened in what is now room 218. Um, so that's one of the rooms that we'll talk about. Um, this room actually proves to be the most spiritually active room in the hotel and has attracted television film crews over the decades. Um, and there's just been so many sightings and reporting things. Um, and then throughout the history of the hotel, employees have also referred to this entity, the Irishman, as Michael. So, just Michael. Michael from Ireland. So sorry, you punched to your death. Oops. He got blasted. He did not get blasted. He just oh. fell, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that's no fun. <laughs> he got blasted. We've clearly learned that getting blasted is the way to go. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but they actually consider him a poltergeist. So, he's classified as a poltergeist due to the nature of the unexplained activity. Um and he, so he's not just like a, a residual energy or anything that, that, like that. Um, guests have actually witnessed hands coming out of the bathroom mirror um, and then hearing cries of a falling man in the ceiling. So like just <laughs> laying up in bed and you're looking up and you just hear a man screaming. No thanks. Terrifying. Um, they've also said that they've heard the door opening and shut, um, which is terrifying. And then having it unable to open again. So it will open and shut and then they can't reopen it. But I'm like, bro, that's that's scary. No thanks. Um, and again, like people have come, like people come from all over just to get in room two eighteen so they could lay in bed and hear a man scream. <laughs> Not exactly, but <laughs> still. Um, and then in the crystal dining room, which is that fancy dining room or ballroom area that we talked about, employees have encountered playful spirits in Victorian dresses. Um, on one holiday season, while the dining room was closed, the grand Christmas tree and packages underneath, m one of the like packages underneath the Christmas tree actually moved from one end of the room all the way to the other end of the room. Nope. Nope. Very scary. Um, the next morning, employees found the tree and packages moved, um, and they freaked out about it. Um, and then, like, you know, they're just like, hmm, that's interesting. And so, um, now they, they're just like, all right. Um, and then another time, the employees returned in the morning to find the dining room in perfect order, except for menus being scattered throughout the room. Um, a waitress looked into like a huge mirror between the door from the dining room and the kitchen and saw a man and woman in Victorian clothing actually facing each other. Um, Ooh. like as in like a wedding, like standing there, like, like they were standing at the altar. And the groom then turned and made eye contact with the waitress and then the couple both faded away. I'm getting goosebumps. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and the waitress, like, literally quit her job after that. <laughs> she was like, I'm done. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be like, bye. Yeah. Have a great day. Um, so that's interesting. And then another commonly reported paranormal activity is a man in Victorian clothing sitting at the table near the windows. It, this is what they've reported he actually said. So this is in quotes. It says, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night, and I'm waiting for her to return. He's just waiting. He's waiting for the beautiful woman. Um, and maybe he never got to see her before he died. Well, it's been several years, my dude. 
It's too late. She ain't coming back. Too many. Too late. Too long. <laughs> Gotta go. Um, and then Minnie have uh, recounted seeing apparitions, uh, of course, in the ballroom um, of people being in Victorian ball attire, dancing around the room um, during the wee hours of the morning, um, especially when it was closed and the room was dark. So no one should have been in there dancing, especially not a bunch of people in Victorian clothes. So spooky. Can I say Victorian homes are kind of cool, mm-hmm. but they're also very creepy? Yes, very much so. Um, and then in the 1930s, the Haunted Hotel um, actually became an experimental cancer hospital. Um, so I know we didn't talk about that in the history, but it did. Um, and it was actually the hospital of Dr. Norman Baker, who, um, doctor is in quotes. Um, can you guess what? He was not actually certified. He was claiming to be a licensed physician and examined cancer patients in the hotel's basement while charging unsuspecting families their life savings. It was a scam. Um, several apparitions from the hospital still visit the hotel today. Dr. Baker, in quotation marks, he's not a real doctor, um, has been seen in the hotel lobby. He's described as a man in a purple shirt and a white linen suit matching photographs of the infamous entrepreneur. Um, there's also been seen as a nurse pushing a gurney. Which is kind of spooky. And this was actually in like the old morgue area. Um, and this area is known to like squeak and rattle down the halls of the, like they can hear like squeaks and rattles down the halls of the hotel. Which I'm like, no, thank you. No, I'm thanks. I be like, I'm out. Also, Gotta go. Why did this fancy hotel be like, you know what we need? A hospital. A guy in the basement doing weird experiments. That's what every fancy hotel needs. Um. <laughs> So you're telling me that that's what's happening in every fa- fancy hotel? Well, maybe. I I mean, this was back in the in the 1930s, so I don't know. It was a kind of a lawless land back then. Um, but I'm now like, it's the laundry room. Oh, hail to the note. Yeah, I better like, not. If I worked there, I'd be <laughs> like, you better not put me in that dang laundry room. Nope. So, um, yeah, now it's a laundry room, and one of the employees actually says, or one of the maintenance guys, said that he actually witnessed all the washers and dryers mysteriously turning on all at the same time in the middle of the night, one night. No. He was just down there, and they just all turned on. No. That is no. energy surging. Thank you, Limestone. We didn't want that. That, and then plus, literally, the electric magnetic field that those mm-hmm. are just giving off already. Mm-hmm. So you're putting energy on top and something that on stores on top of energy so it's like why you're only allowing energy to be stored on top of energy just for it to stay within these energy contained walls yep why and so the laundry room is also located to what used to be dr baker's um like morgue so like i talked about earlier like literally where he kept the the dead bodies um which still contains his autopsy table to this day why and a walk-in freezer so <laughs> because that makes sense right let's keep yeah. let's keep the table the mm-hmm. dead bodies next l- to a freezer next to a walk-in freezer yeah like mm, let me just bring some stuff in for the oh for the croissants that we're gonna serve at the breakfast no. let me just put these packages down oh i'll put it on this table yeah oh, no no don't put it on literally that dead <laughs> <laughs> i don't no. think i don't know what the food food regulations are but i don't know i'm sorry but that screams health hazard to me, all over. A 1930 autopsy. First of all, 1930. The only thing that should be lasting that long from the 1930s is a building structure. But even then, well, 
1930 autopsy table, uh, you need to get yeah, rid just, of that just thing. Just keep it down there, you know? Um, well, now we're moving on to room. Um, this one's 419. So before it was 218. Now this is room 419. So this is the housekeepers. They have actually reported meeting a woman named Theodora, which I absolutely love that name. Um, Theodora, a, a name, like beautiful. Um, so they have reported meeting her in room 14. She introduced herself to this housekeeper as a cancer patient of Dr. Dr. Baker's. And then as soon as she introduced herself, she disappeared. She curtsied and disappeared. She was like, hello, ma'am, I'm Theodora. And then like did a little bow and then just vanished. Isn't that so crazy? Um, and then... Steve Garrison, who is a cook at the hotel, swears he doesn't drink on the job. So he was very sober when this happened. Uh, in fact, he doesn't drink, period. However, he may have been tempted by two strange encounters in the kitchen of the haunted hotel's crystal dining room. So again, in this fancy dining room area where they've had all the fancy guests come, the presidential candidate, and all the fancy important people. <laughs> One morning, when slicing and dicing vegetables, he looked up and saw a little boy with pop bottle glasses, which means they were like the really old style glasses that were like thick glass, um, dressed in an old fashioned clothing and knickers. Who says knickers anymore? Um, anyway, old school pants. <laughs> and he was just skipping around the kitchen, just doing, doing little, little boy things. It was, it was little Billy. Um, little Billy was just skipping around the kitchen, wanting a croissant. He was just like, give me, give me a croissant. I, I don't think that's how that works. Oh, I well, don't think ghosts need to eat. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and then another morning, the cook flipped on the lights and began his day's preparation when, in quotation marks, some or all of the pots and pans came flying off their hooks at him. I'd be like, I think that's when I would quit the job. I'd be like, the pots and pans are literally attacking me. Um, and then, of course, the Crescent Hotel has so many other ghost tales. Uh, ghost tales, it does still do tours of the historic place. Um, and it's held throughout the year, and it's kind of terrifying looking at the images of the morgue, um, where his, where the Baker, Dr. Baker's, I'm not going to call him Dr. Baker, because he's not actually a doctor, where Norman G. Baker, his staff, disposed of the bodies, um, so yeah, there are a lot of, lot of spookies, um, the other rooms you might want to check out are 221, um, they said they encountered a man wearing all black Victorian clothes, um, 221 also, um, is one of the ones where the man in the Victorian attire led them to the room, unlocked the door, pushed it open, and then as the couple entered, the man stayed outside the door, just smiling, and then tilted his head side to side, before then eventually disappearing. Terrifying. Nope. Um, also, um, in another case, um, they went to try to enter room 221 and the door would not budge. Um, it literally would not open. So that's terrifying. Um, and then there's the other room of two of 321. Um, so the staff member basically said that they had, they, oh, they were just given the wrong key, um, for 321. But actually the man specifically led them to room 221. Um, and then when they went down and asked them, they're, they're like, oh, we just gave you the wrong key. The, it was sorry. And they're like, well, that guy literally led us to our, up to our room. Like, what's going on? And they're like, what man? No one actually worked there. Especially not a man dressed in Victorian clothing. Hello? 
Um, yeah, those are just some of the hauntings of the hotel. Um, and of course, year round, the hotel hosts paranormal thrill seekers, thrill seekers, um, over 35,000 people. Um, and ghost hunters come here annually. The interest has spurred an entire community of paranormal enthusiasts who participate in this fr- Facebook group called the Crescent Hotel Ghost Tours. Are you on the Facebook group, Allison? No. We got to join in on that Facebook group. Um, and then over 5,000 members from across the country have shared thousands of photos from their paranormal experience experiences while visiting the hotel. Ooh. So there are plenty of things that go on. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot, and this place is very, very, very spooky. Um, but yeah, so that's, cool. is, that's all the hauntings for today's episode. We I mean, know it was kind of short, but we had a lot of announcements and, um, we hope you guys are looking forward to yeah. all the content. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Catch us next time and find us Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> Patreon, if you want bonus, bonus content. And TikTok. Yeah. And TikTok. All right. Bye. You've been listening to The Poltergals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.